Boys and girls, we're back. And here we are. Just went on a nice little morning ride this morning. Um, get to get some of the cobwebs out this morning just to wake up a little bit. I have an appointment. I seem to have, excuse me, I seem to have appointments all day today, it seems like. Uh, a meeting with a buddy of mine. We're trying to put a few things together with some ideas that we had uh, at the same time, but we didn't know we were thinking it until a random conversation happened that brought us together. So now we're trying to partner in this venture and put things uh, in this final stage so we can uh, release this to the world and see how it does. We're interested in seeing, you know, the, the fruits of our labor come forth with uh, financial gains, if you will. That <laughs> took the long way around to say, I hope we make some money off of this. <laughs> but, um, I am here once again, just uh, chopping it up with you guys. Let's let's have a conversation. What y'all been up to? How you been? Hope your hope your Sunday was productive and hope your Sunday was um, eventful. Hope you were able to get some rest. Hope you were able to get some good rest, sweet rest, as they call it. Sweet rest. Sweet rest is when you enter into a level of sleep and relaxation that you just don't even, you don't even know if you fart. You know what I'm saying? You have no idea. Your spouse is right next to you. You lighten them up but you got no clue that's how relaxed your body is your insides relax and release but you hold the liquid and the solids you just release the gas you know what i'm saying so it's 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 a beautiful thing i hope you all reached that level of relaxation in your day yesterday i think that i achieved that twice yesterday i i took a nap yesterday afternoon woke up feeling extremely refreshed and then took then went to bed relatively early yesterday and um felt good about that too i really did i felt amazing woke up this morning and my my granddaughter was at the was at the house early i'm just trying to sit there trying to figure out well how early did the mama get up did our daughter get up to drop her off this early she was in the house before seven this morning and my daughter lives about 35 minutes from us so like wow and you got to be at work at eight that's impressive I say either one or two things happen. I love my grandchildren. I love all my grandchildren. Um, and one or two things happen. Either my my wife, unbeknownst to me, called and said, "Hey, bring our granddaughter over early. We'll we'll have her today." Well, I, I don't mind that at all. I love I'd love to have all of my grandchildren at the house at one time just to see how much sanity I can retain because they're all under the age of ten, and it is amazing when they do get together one by one together or whatever. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, I, I love it when they're there, and I like to be there because the, our oldest granddaughter's there. She's seven, and she is a handful, like a ball of lightning handful. All children are energetic, all of them. So let's just go ahead and get that out the way. All children are energetic, some more than others, but this little girl here, ball of lightning and a ball of energy. So it is a lot to contain with her, it's a lot. You'll start playing one game and then you'll end up playing another in the middle of playing the first game. <laughs> so, and you know, she's a, she's an outdoorsy. She's a she's a she's like I am as far as loving the breeze on your face. Just 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 enjoying a good breeze, whether it's warm air or cool air. I can do without cold air. Let me tell you, cold. I lived in Michigan for a while. Michigan air, cold air is, is different. A cool breeze in Michigan is considered like 20 degrees. That's cool. Cold is less than that. It is for a reason when it gets cold out there. And I lived in Germany for, for several years. I lived in uh, Heidelberg, Germany. 
uh, Zweibrücken and uh, Permisens, Germany. I think Permisens is, is no longer there. Now, if I'm, if I'm speaking these words right, it's been some time. Uh, my father was military. So, you know, I, I, I was a little bit everywhere. Anyway, getting back to my granddaughter, she just loves a good breed. So she enjoys being outside, especially when I'm there because I let her get on a motorcycle. I, start, I let her start it up. I let her rev it up. And she just thinks that's the coolest thing ever. And while she's seven, I don't want to. While they're that young, I never, ever want to just, like, taint them with the adult feelings that I got going on. You know, I... Got to get up, got to go to work, uh, got to pay a bill, uh, got to, you know, I don't ever want to give them that. I want my grandbabies to stay as young as they can be for as long as they can be young. Even if that means they play with dolls up to their 13, I'm not rushing it. I'm not rushing it at all. Wish that was something I can take back when I was raising my kids. You know, sometimes, you know, just wanting them to be a little bit more mature just so that, you know, I can give them a little more freedom and independence so that I can get something accomplished during my day, something more accomplished, one more thing accomplished, you know, during my day. I think I push, and I don't know if it's happened, I don't know if that's all parents, I know that happened with me. I know that there were times I'm like, man, you know what, I'm gonna teach you this skill right now, even though you're probably not ready for it, I'm gonna teach it to you now so that you can be a little bit more independent of me needing to do that, like getting juice, getting the butter knife out of the, out of the, uh, out of the drawer, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in, or making a, a ham and cheese sandwich or anything that, you know, I'm gonna give you these skills now so that when you're hungry, just ask me if you can have it, that you don't, yes, because, you know, maybe you just ate, maybe you ate too many snacks, too many chips, and I want you to get a belly ache, so make sure I know what you're eating. That's the reason. Otherwise, if it's in there, eat it. I bought it to be consumed <laughs> for no other reason. So that was a hard one for me to get past looking back on things. Of course, you know, hindsight being 2020, I really wish I took the moment to just let my children um, more often just be children. It wasn't something I pushed on them all the time. There were a, time, a few times during my life, I can admit, that I definitely pushed them with a, a skill that I feel they probably weren't ready for. Uh, just so I can have a moment to do something in completion. Oh, sorry, my helmet. To, to completion uh, during my day. Um, I have four children with my ex-wife and two children with my current wife. So you do the math, it's really easy. Four plus two is brah, six, there you go. So I got six children and um, I was a single dad for a while. After my divorce, I was a single dad for a while. Uh, just when I began to get my legs up under me, as you, I guess you could say, and get sturdy and stable in the space that I was in as a single father of four, three girls, one boy, I began to uh, feel alone and lonely as an adult. Now, as an adult with children, if you just accept the fact that your children are there and always are gonna be there and always gonna be there for you as children, Man, listen, you'll never have a lonely moment in your life. Because <laughs> my children loved being around me when they were children. They love being around me now, but they're adults. And, you know, things change. You do adult things when you get older. So it's fine. We still hang out. We still come together. We still eat together. We still just come to the house. They just come to the house and just chill out, you know, just to unwind. You know, they feel a sense of release. They don't have to, you know, they still have the, the same old things we all have, a bill here, a bill there, responsibilities as an adult, but you come home and you don't feel that. Even though it's still there, you don't feel it as much. And that's what I love when they come home. But as, uh, as children, they love being around me. And just like I said, just when I started to feel stable in my stance of being a single father, 
I began to feel lonely and uh, I began to search a little bit for a girlfriend or a, a female friend that we can hang out with so I can have adult conversation with. And uh, beyond my friends, beyond my actual friends that I grew up with, because I've had the same core f- few friends since uh, the 80s. And to this day, we are still that tight. Um, and uh, I just realized how much I say, uh, and um, I need to quit it. But <laughs> I began to search a little bit. Uh, and, and on the days that I could get out and, and date around, I did. It wasn't very often. Uh, shockingly enough, when I was dating in that time, that space, when I was dating around, well before I met my current wife, I, I realized something that was shocking to me. There were women out there. Now, I take this from the stance of women wanting a guy just to, to be stable enough to consider having a child with. The ones that want to. Let me, let me get that right. And there's some women at the time that were looking for a good guy. Quote, I'm doing the air quotes, you can't see it. But quote, unquote, looking for a good guy and wanting to possibly take things further than dating. Well, there were a lot of women out there, because I did a lot of uh, online dating, and there were a lot of women out there that were saying things like, hey, you know, look for something serious, and, you know, no games, no friends with benefits type deals. For those who don't know what friends with benefits mean in 2021, that basically means you're just the person they call when they want to have sex. That means that's what friends with benefits means. So they don't want friends with benefits. So that was fine with me because I wasn't looking for that. I really wasn't. I didn't have time for the sexual interaction. I really put my sexual desires and needs on the back burner to taking care of my children. Now that was pretty difficult in the beginning, but once I got into the swing of things and denying myself the, the urges that I were feeling and that I was feeling inside, it was okay. But the shocking back to the shocking thing that I realized was there were women out there that found out that I was a single father. They thought I was just putting that on my profile as a catch, as something to like really just get the attention of women who were looking for a good guy. And, but when they found out that I really was a single father and I really, and that I really meant it, like I lived it every day, like you are not priority. That sounds harsh, but it was very true. And I had to have those kind of conversations with females at the time to let them know how serious I was about my children and about my well, my children, about the well-being, excuse me, of my children, because I would make a connection with a female on, with a woman on the, uh, on the, on the dating app that I was a part of. And we would talk a little while. We exchanged numbers after, you know, after a few conversations or so, and they would call and I wouldn't answer the phone. And then I would call them back later. And then they would say, uh, oh, I called you earlier or something to that effect. And I would say, yeah, I, I was helping my children with homework or it was bath time. You know, it was uh, winding them. It was time for me to wind them down for the night. You know, my, my routine, my kids get home from school. We interact. It wasn't homework right away. We would interact. I wanted to know about their day. More importantly than homework to me was how the teachers and the people around them were treating them because they were, they, were, they were children of a single father. So I didn't want to miss anything because my day was too hectic. No, they were priority over everything. So I made sure they were okay during the day, how the day was, then homework. And sometimes snacks in between, if they wanted them, snacks in between. Maybe I let them wind down. Maybe it wasn't always a very long, drawn out conversation about their day. Maybe it was just a couple of questions. And if I felt they were being honest and nothing was being hidden, then fine. 
We can sit down and watch some TV, eat some popcorn. Then we get on the homework. I wanted them to wind down from school, then get back into their work, and then get it done. I know a lot of you might have been, well, nah, let them do it now. What's fresh in their mind? Possibly. However, that's not how it worked out in my house. <laughs> so, and it worked out great for them. They're great people. They, they come home from work and they do the same thing that they did when we were, when they were children in my house. They wind down, they take a moment to decompress, and then if they have work they have to get done before they go back to work or any projects to settle, they do it then after they decompress for a moment. But that was important for me, for them to understand it's okay to do that. So I will call getting back to it, sorry, I keep derailing. Getting back to it, I will call them back and I will tell them, yeah, you know, um, it was a point in time in my, in my day I had to spend that time with my children. And they would say something like, oh, well, I will always catch that. After a while, I started catching that, oh. And, and, and I wanted to understand what that, oh, meant. So I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I was talking to about three women at the same time. Uh, it wasn't anything that I was going out with all of them. I made any commitments to any of them. I was talking. It was purely communication. Because through communication, you find out what it is you like about this person, don't like about this person, if this person is <laughs> is a complete lie in their profile versus what you versus what they said in the profile. Because give a person time, they'll show you who they really are. Anybody can act like somebody else for a, a short time. But then after a while, they start showing who they really are. I firmly believe that. My father used to tell us, you know, once a person shows you who they are, believe them. That's it. Once you show me your hand, that's it. You know, now you're not doing the things you were doing in the past. Now you're not just sweet talking, you know, I don't curse, you know, I don't laugh at people who are, you know, unfortunate. And then you start doing all, you start cursing and laughing at these people. Well, I don't like that. Be consistent. Anyway, sorry, rant. So the more I began to understand what that O meant, the more I realized that these women who thought it was such a great thing that I was a single father, didn't like the fact that I actually was a single father and that they didn't come first to my children. They wanted, it is so crazy. Now don't get me wrong, it wasn't a lot of them. It wasn't a lot of them, I'm not trying to, paint that picture it wasn't a lot of them but there were a few of them that really really just wanted my attention and it could be that way with any guy it wasn't just me it wasn't that I was such a phenomenal guy it's just that it could have been any guy but they wanted my full attention and if I told them that I was not if I told them that I was doing something with my children then they wanted like a conversation about that which is fine I would tell them but then they were, oh, well, what's your, what's, your, what's your children's name? And I would tell them if I wasn't ready for that at that point, I would say, well, you know, I don't think we're at that point in our relationship exchange to give you the, my children's name. Well, one woman got offended. Well, what's the harm in giving, saying, tell me your children's name? Well, I didn't want that. Primarily because I, I, I okay, here's another admission. I uh, was a bit paranoid <laughs> because the divorce that I was going through was an ugly divorce. And by the time we got the divorce, I then was going for custody of my children because it wasn't one in the same. It wasn't one in the same. I went for an uncontested, I think it's called, divorce, which basically I'm not going, so anything that's involved in these divorce procedures, I can't then add into it without legal representation. My ex-wife agreed to that, and then she started behaving a certain way because originally 
we agreed that it would be a 50-50 type of, you know, uh, custody between her and I. But then she began to twist the narrative. She began to change what she said that we agreed to. It was nothing written down. We just agreed to it. So as she began to change these things and she turned into somebody I didn't know and then began to use my children against me to gain for financial gain. And I didn't appreciate that. That's when I went for food. That's when I went for custody of my children. Because now my children aren't children to you. My children are a dollar sign. And I don't appreciate that. If you do that to me, you do that to anybody concerning your children to get a dollar. And I, don't, I didn't like that. Again, you showed me inconsistent inconsistency and I don't like it I didn't I didn't I'm not perfect but when it comes to my children I will fight the world and I think any real parent will say that and mean the same thing they will mean it when they say it and they'll say the same thing but anyway that's when I went and got custody of my children now a lot of women just could not I keep saying a lot of women there were some women who just couldn't understand why I wouldn't tell them the names of my children. And I, I would tell I don't think we're at that point right now. I don't I don't want to tell you. And I was still going through getting over the fact that I got custody of my children and that well I don't want to say I was still going through that. That's not true. I was being paranoid because my ex was still trying to fight me to get custody back. Excuse me. <clears throat> that was disgusting. I apologize. But um my ex was trying to get custody away from me and back to her. Well, there were a lot of things going on and I was trying to keep myself, I was trying to keep my nose as clean as possible to the point where I wasn't dating. That's another reason I wasn't dating. I just didn't want any drama and I didn't want to bring anybody into my drama. You know, and it was, it was a lot. But when it calmed down is when I felt like I wanted to date again. That's when the loneliness felt start to kick in. So, um, <clears throat> So yeah, there were a few women that hated it. And when I explained it to them, they, they were offended. Because I have no problem telling you, when it comes to me, I have no problem telling you exactly what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling that way. I will tell you in a heartbeat. Look, I know, I don't wanna do that. Well, why not? Because I don't wanna do that. Why should I have to give you a reason I don't wanna do it? No is no, that's, that's a full sentence in itself, no. That's a full sentence, that could be a paragraph. No, that's it. It doesn't have to be in a following explanation to know. In certain situations, there should be. But when it comes to me, and when it comes to you as an individual, no should say it all. You don't have to give an explanation. No is no. And that's it, and that's how I felt about it. No, I don't wanna give you the names of my children. I don't think we're at that point right now. Whoa, why? Well, and then their response was, oh, okay, why? Well, didn't mean to overstep. No, you didn't overstep. And that would change the subject. But there were some that couldn't let it go. They just couldn't let it go. Like, why can't I know the names of your children? I don't see what the big deal is. Well, why is it a big deal that you know the names of my children? We, the two of us, are the ones that are talking via Facebook or, uh, well, not Facebook at the time, but via this dating app or over the phone. We're the ones that are talking. Why is it that you want to know the name of my children so bad? I mean, what is, what is it that you have to gain in this moment? by knowing the names of my children. And like I said, my ex-wife was trying to gain custody of my children, and uh, I didn't want to take the chance. Maybe you were fishing for my ex-wife to find out you're talking to the right person, get me to say some crazy stuff, and use that against me. That's where my mind was at the time. And that's why I was so protective over my, children, my children's name. So that was it. 
But beyond that, there were actually some women that just didn't like the fact that they didn't come first. You want to go to lunch? Then, you know, one, okay, one lady asked me if I wanted to go to lunch. And I said, no, I got to uh, pick my, my, my daughter up early from school because she's not feeling well. And she said, oh, okay, well, you know, when you get her settled, give me a call. So I got my daughter settled. And I just, when we got settled, she was laying on the couch. I was sitting on the couch beside her. She was asleep and she had a sour stomach. So at any point, anytime she woke up coughing, I was grabbing this trash can, making sure she aimed for the right, but she, making sure she hit the bullseye when she vomited. If she was going to vomit, now she never did, but that's what my time was consumed doing. Beyond that, I had somebody I had arranged for, somebody to pick up my other children from school and bring them home for me while I sat on the couch with my, my, my eldest daughter, making sure she felt okay. Well, then later that night, well, that evening, right around dinner time, my daughter began to feel better. And it was more, it didn't come up, it went down, if you know what I mean. Some people are squeamish about that. It went number two. It was a fluid number two, I put it like that, okay? So that got out of her system, she was fine and she was back to normal, you know, but I gave her, you know, some dry foods for dinner that night. Everybody else got whatever I cooked. So after the kids went to bed, my kids were normally in bed no later than seven o'clock. And they kept that schedule darn near through high school. But I didn't enforce it at that point. But anyway, um, yeah, five, uh, six o'clock, they were winding down. Let me see, was it seven or eight? Now I'm thinking about it. It was, it was seven, so by six o'clock, you could be in your rooms watching TV, playing or whatever, but by seven, you were asleep. Everything's turned off, toys put up, you were in bed. You close your eyes, or lay there until you do close your eyes. <laughs> but that was the routine because I needed time to wind down from my day and get my head right for the next day. And then clean up the dishes, take a shower myself, you know, and, and do all those things. But anyway, so then once I got done doing those things, I would then return the call or call. And you know, well, I, well, dang, well, you know, everything okay? How's your daughter? She's fine. She's fine now. You know, probably share whatever, whatever was going on. That would be it. Oh, well, you know, dang, you know, well, I was looking for you to call me back when y'all got home. Well, yeah, I understand. But I had to take care of my daughter. And I would say it just like that. But it would seem like these explanations weren't enough for some women, like they really wanted a long drawn out explanation as to why I didn't call them back. I don't know if I could un ever understand why. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. There are a lot of women that just couldn't understand why I, I didn't make them a priority. Maybe I wasn't ready to date at that time. Maybe I just should have slowed down and waited a little longer to date. But I didn't. And there were some women that understood that. There were some women that were single mothers that completely understood that. And we got along great because it was a full understanding. Some women didn't have children and I guess that's where the, the disconnect came in. But my understanding, my thought process at the time is, if you understand that I have children, then you should also understand that you're not gonna be first. That was my assumption. And that's you know what they say about people who assume guilty as charged, okay? But that was my assumption. But then when I ran across uh, women who did have children, they completely understood where I was coming from. Hey, you know, oh man, you know, I had to had to put the kids down. 
you know, they're sleeping, they're doing well now, and, you know, now I get time for me. 30 minutes before I go to sleep, before I pass out. You know, and they would, I would say stuff like that, and they would laugh, and they would understand, and they would talk about, you know, the gross things that children do that they don't know is gross. You know, it was, it was a good time to unplug, and I found myself in a, uh, a parents group. I enjoyed it, and I found that group from uh, a lady that I met on this dating site. And I won't say the dating site because they're not sponsoring this episode. <laughs> so uh, I, I found I found them through her. We remain good friends to this day. She is an awesome individual. Man, listen, she's an awesome individual. She she is she is really really cool. We we sat we watched our children grow from elementary school through high school. Now all of mine have graduated. My uh my youngest is 17. He just graduated, and uh, she has a few more since we've met. She's had a I think two. She had a set of twins. That's what it was. She had a set of twins since we since we met, and uh, we've watched. I've watched them grow from the time they were born. You know, and she told me to say, "Hey, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant with twins." I'm like, hey, congratulations! So I've seen her oldest go from ah I want to say about maybe nine years old now he's in the military so that's so that's so amazing you know I sat back and I watched life happen and that's another amazing thing to me when it comes to you know life and the people you meet and the people you bring into your life and that's why another reason why I was just kind of really picky about the people that I invited into my children's lives because people come and go and you know you can make attachments to these people for one reason or another and then these people are gone and as a child you gotta try and understand why they're gone why they're not here what happened was it me did it something that i do i know we spoke one time and i know we had an argument one time or things didn't go well or the last time i saw them i told them to shut up you know and it's all these things that i was very picky about who i let into my children's lives at any, any at any particular time now i can't control the friends that they choose but i can control the people that I bring into their lives, that I introduce into their lives. Which leads me to the thing where I don't understand where a lot of women just introduce their children to these random guys that they're dating or 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 have whatever the situation is. I never understood that. I have a, um, a we're not friends anymore, but I have a friend of mine, she anytime she she actually used her daughter as a gauge as to if you were a good guy. And I, and I didn't. I never understood that. I would tell all the time that is stupid. That is so stupid. Why would you continually bring these guys that you're not even sure if you're gonna see tomorrow into your child's life? I'm sorry. It wasn't the daughter. It was her son. I apologize. It was her son. But why would you continually bring? I mean, you're setting the the stage as to how he views women and how women should treat him when it comes down to dating. You, you know what I'm saying? Am I making any sense to anybody out there? Because it doesn't make sense to me why women, why some women do that. It is the most foreign concept to me. I'm not using a child to tell me whether you're a good person. I should have the discernment within myself to be able to do that. There's nothing anywhere that anybody's ever written that says, hey, it's a good idea to use your child to tell you if a person's a good person. No, that's how predators act, like good people. They gain the trust of your child and then they begin, then they turn into the predator in front of your child that they already were in front of you. They don't want you. They want your child. Stop being reckless. Sorry, soapbox. 
But that's how I feel. That is 100% how I feel. But anyway, that's my experience with the with the dating world. I, I ended up meeting my wife through many uh, mistakes through the dating app world or face-to-face dating, you know, meeting. Uh, I made plenty of mistakes. Met wonderful people. Went on... <laughs> Went on some great, uh, listen, I went on some amazing dates. Uh, the best, okay, side note, the best date I ever went on from online dating, uh, I had this one lady, she actually approached me on the app, asked if I was going to hang out, her and her friend was going to hang out, asked if I had a friend that can come meet with her friend. I said, yeah, absolutely. So I, I contact one of my homies and we go to Applebee's. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have shouted them out. But anyway, that's where we went. Anyway, so we went there and then, well, screw it, I already went there. So we went to Applebee's and we had some drinks and we began to play this game. Uh, ah, man, I forgot the name of the game. Ah, what was the name of the game? Uh, my, uh, my homie made it up. Anyway, so basically it was a drinking game. Ah, I cannot remember, it's gonna bug me. It's gonna bug me. Anyway, so we got done playing that game the drinking game at the bar and i said you know what so i'm the type that i can't i i didn't i've never a drinker i don't like liquor but i was drinking liquor that night for one unknown so for some unknown reason i just put my big boy underwear on and said let's go for shot for shot and i'm not a big drinker i didn't start drinking until i was in my 30s people <laughs> so and even to this day i'll have a beer occasionally and that's on a rare occasion and I know I never have beer in my house. I feel weird drinking a beer. Drink the first time I drank a beer in my house was I was an alcoholic. <laughs> so I drink when I'm out at like a restaurant. When I do drink, when I do have a beer, it is because I am out in a restaurant or hanging out with the fellas. But it's one beer, maybe two. That is it. Two. And, and when I have a second drink, it's an extreme situation. The guys are looking at me like, "Whoa, what's wrong? Hold on, hold on, y'all." Oh, What's wrong with Neil Rack? Something wrong with this dude. They call me Neil. What's wrong with Neil? Yo, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. Something wrong with Neil because that cat just drank two beers because I just don't drink. Anyway, back to this particular night. We're doing shots and I'm drinking the beer and I'm taking the shot. Well, I didn't. I know the more alcohol you consume, the more, you know, the drunk you're going to, the more drunk you're going to get. Well, I didn't realize the combination of beer and alcohol is a thing called a boilermaker. Yeah, I didn't know that. Anyway, so my idea, my silly self, I say, hey, I got an idea. I used to be a manager at this large store, nationwide store. I know the, uh, the, uh, the number to their intercom. It used to be like star six, three pounds. And then you could make an announcement over their intercom in the store. Like, hey, attention customers and guests, would such and such come to the front your child is waiting type intercom right so i said i know the number to their intercom let's go there and we'll play uh drunk karaoke it may not have been like that may not have been the title but that's what i that's basically what we did we'll play karaoke you find the song and whoever can sing the song to its completion wins whoever gets caught and thrown out has to buy the next round so that's what we did. We went up to the store. I'm not telling you the name of the store. They're not sponsoring this episode. So I already said Applebee's, darn it. So we go to the store, we dial up the number, and my theme song was, my song was the Love Boat theme song. I, don't ask me why I chose that. I was drinking, okay? So the Love Boat theme song, and I got caught. And I got caught twice. So 
<laughs> I had to buy two different rounds. But the second time I came in there, <laughs> the second time I got caught, they kicked me out. They said, they come, if I come back, they're going to have me arrested. They didn't call the cops. They said they're going to have me arrested if I come back. They will call the cops the second time. They took my picture like I was a thief, y'all. They took my picture and everything. I was too drunk to contest the picture. So, <laughs> so I get kicked out of, uh, of, of this store. And we go back to Applebee's. Applebee's getting ready to close. So my, uh, my homie had a great time. Uh, his close rate was 100% that night. That's all I'm going to say. My close rate was about 10% because I was just a little too intoxicated, I guess, because I got to, I woke up in the front seat of my car. <laughs> I woke up in the front seat of my car. Yeah, my homie, I, I, he, later on I would find out he drove me home and he was trying to get me out of the car. I was in the back seat when he drove me home. Like the lady that, he was talking, the lady that he was that he went to meet wound up following him to my house. He dropped me off in the driveway. He took my keys, knocked on the door. I had oh, was it my sister. One of my sisters was babysitting for me that night. He unlocked the door, he threw my keys inside because he just didn't want me to just wake up to try and drive the car. So but he said, he said I would not get out of the car. He said I fought him to get out of the car. He said he's one except I just wanted to sit there. So I woke up in the front seat of my car completely stiff and sore as crap because I was just sitting straight up. Like my head was straight down. My chin was on my chest. I was, yo, I didn't recline the seat or nothing. I just sat straight up. I don't even know to this day how I got in the front seat in the driver's seat on top of that. So I'm kind of glad he took my keys and, and like threw them in my house somewhere. Anyway, that was my, that was my dating story. That was my one dating story. I ain't telling y'all nothing else because y'all ain't going to judge me. Y'all not going to judge me and not going to have it. But anyway, um, so yeah, I met my ex. I met my, sorry, I met my current wife at, at a grocery store. So I'm going to say the name. Not the same grocery store from the story. But I was, on, uh, I was off that day. I was looking for another car. My car was an older car when I got it. And it, was, it served me well, but I was looking for another car at the time. It began to have problems. She was on her lunch break picking up a few things. Uh, for her daughters, which are the two children that I mentioned. So we have a blended family. They're not my stepchildren, they're my children. I will fight the world for those two little, two, for those young ladies like I would my biological. I will never say they're not my children. Never. I just want to take a moment to say that those are my babies. Anyway, that being said, she was grocery shopping for a few things they need. she needed for, you know, her home. So I walked past the aisle, I saw her, I actually saw it. Funny thing is she had a skirt, she never wears a skirt. She hates wearing skirts. That day she had a skirt on, saw them legs. I was like, huh, okay. So I doubled back. I just went in there to grab like a Snicker bar and a soda. Again, I'm trying to filter these, these names. <laughs> but anyway, so I went in there for a candy bar and a soda. That's what I wanted and some chips. I love that combination at time. Now I don't, I don't eat it. I just, I don't know, taste buds change. But anyway, so I used to love a particular nacho chips, this chocolate candy bar, and a particular, a particular uh, brown soda that has caffeinated. I put it like that. And I just loved those, that combination. So anyway, so I got that and I was having a good time. I was enjoying myself. We're walking around just kind of munching on those things, cooling off because I was in and out of my car. 
looking at cars on car lots. It was warm outside that day. So I just took a moment to walk around the store, cool off for a second while I ate my, my chips, candy bar, and drank my soda. So I saw her and I doubled back. So I said, well, let me go down this aisle and uh, act like I'm looking for something to get a better look at her. Cause she was kind of in the middle of the aisle. So I walked down there and as I got closer, what I saw got better. She's absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. So I walked out of the aisle and I said, decided by the time I got to the end of the aisle, I decided I was gonna say something to her. So I turned back, she was gone. I don't know if she saw me and ran out the aisle or what, but she was gone, like she's poof, gone. I was like, wow, this woman's a ninja, and just minus the smoke, just through the smoke, you know, just disappeared out of the aisle. So I go around to the other side. She's walking towards me in the other aisle. Well, I went down the wrong aisle first. So now I hurried up and got back to the other aisle. I'm like, she couldn't have gone too far that I, that I won't see her. So I was, she was in the other aisle, in the opposite aisle the way I went. I said, okay, so I walked down that aisle and I grabbed and she stopped and was looking at me, like canned goods, like green beans and stuff like that. So I went and grabbed a can of carrots. I don't eat no darn carrots. I grabbed a can of carrots and I was like, excuse me. And she said, she just nodded her head and I walked around her. I'm like, yo, she didn't even look. She just kind of like, like turned her head to the side, not breaking eye contact with this can of vegetables that she's reading the contents of. So, so I walk out of the aisle again and I was like, hey, um, how you doing today? And she's looked at me, she's like, fine. And she barely looked at me. I was like, all right, I give up. I don't want to say like I'm a stalker. I give up. That's, that's enough. You know, she didn't even like make eye contact with me. I wasn't expecting her to fall out. I don't think I'm that gorgeous, but I didn't expect her to fall out. I just, you know, but eye contact or something. And she uh, carried on. I stepped back and uh, got in line. I, actually, I decided to get like some bread or something like that. I thought I was a little low. I got something weird. Cause I didn't get that can of corn, that can of uh, carrots. I tell you that that thing ended up in the candy aisle somewhere. <laughs> anyway, I hate when people do that. I hate when people do that, and I did it. So I wound up being in line. I wound up being one person between us. So I said, "Man, you know what? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shoot my shot," as they say now. I gotta shoot my shot. So I tapped the guy on the shoulder, the guy in front of me. I said, hey man, I said, I'm really trying to talk to this young lady in front of us. I said, do you mind if I get in front of you? If I crash and burn, man, I'll get out of the way. And he, I said, I'll, I'll get right back in my spot if I crash and burn. He was like, sure, I love a good show. It's his exact words, sure, I love a good show. So I knew I had an audience, so I had to come with it. So I get up there and I say, hey, excuse me, I don't mean to keep bothering you, but I think, you, you know, I think you're very, very attractive and I love the opportunity to get to know you better. Do you mind if we exchange phone numbers? Something to that effect. I've never been a smooth line guy. I've never been that dude. I've never been the guy to get the fancy lines. Like, oh, that was a good one. I just always said it was in my head, was in my head at the time. And that's what was in my head at the time. And she says, no. She said, no, people. I was like, dang. So then the guy behind me had the audacity to go, mayday, 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 mayday. You know, just being like crashing and burning. So, so I said, I said, all right. I said, well, is there an opportunity for me to, you know, possibly earn my way to get to know you better? I don't know if I said earn, but you know, is there a way that I can get to know you better? You know, if a phone number is not the way right now, how can I get to know you better? Never looks at me. She asked the cashier for a piece of paper and a pen. She writes something down, folds it, hands it to me, and I said, oh, okay. I said, well, you have a good day then. And she said, you too. When I tell you, this woman never turned her face to look at me. 
she would always cut her eyes like she was looking at the corner of her eye and slightly tilt her head. I guess she saw me all she needed to see in those glances. So I was like, this is the strangest woman I ever met in my life, but she gave me her phone number. Cool. So I looked back at the guy. And he was like, sarcastically enough, he was waiting for me to just crash and burn. Sarcastically enough, he says, congratulations. Like he was like, just, I'm like, well, did you want the opportunity or, and I just cop blocked you? Is that what just happened? So I get out of line. I, I let him go in front of me. He gets his stuff. I get my stuff. I go about my way. So I had an appointment with this car dealer to speak about this, uh, this expedition or something like that. And I went to, uh, <clears throat> to them talking, trying to run numbers and everything. And I wound up not getting the expedition. I don't think I bought a car for another year or so after, after all of that. Cause it was just nothing out there. They were wanting too much. Nobody wanted to come down to where I was comfortable. So maybe I was being unrealistic. I think I kept the car I had for like another two years or so. Might've been less than that, but I think, I think at this time it was about two years that I kept the car. And, uh, Went home and forgot that she, that she gave me this piece of paper. So I'm about to get, again, get the kids settled down. I'm about to take my shower. So I empty my pockets in my jeans, throw those in the, uh, throw those in the, in the, in the hamper. And that's when I realized that I had another piece of paper, like in my pile of like change and stuff. And she gave me her email address, not her phone number, her email address, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That is where I'm going to end the podcast today. I spoke, I've talked a lot longer than I anticipated. I don't know why I did, but once again, you can catch me. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, want me to talk about anything, want to comment, and we can discuss that comment over email. Uh, I got an email address at nilrakpodcast at gmail.com. I've also created a, uh, a Gmail, I mean, not a Gmail, I also created an Instagram. So you can catch me on my Instagram also, same name at uh, Instagram. Boys and girls, that concludes our podcast for today, our episode for today. Y'all have a good one. Until the next time we meet again, be safe.